This program is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland. This is the Career Insights Podcast, brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland Careers and Employability Team. Hello and welcome to another episode of Career Insights, where it's all about how to develop your professional identity, engage with industry and build experience, strengthen your confidence in career planning and become the most employable you can be. I'm Jennifer Luke, careers and employability educator and researcher with the University of Southern Queensland. Expanding your knowledge across industry sectors. That's the focus on today's episode and our special guest will be sharing insights on how your study area can translate across industry sectors and build opportunities in collaborative work via professional networks. How and where to start? Well, as both a senior lecturer and researcher in surveying and positioning at USQ, our guest has a variety of research interest areas including climate modelling, remote sensing, satellites and drones. So much to talk about. So welcome to Dr. Zara Garaniet. Hi Jennifer, thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Zara, for joining us. I'm very excited to have you um, on today's episode because, as I was saying, there is so much to talk about because I know you are involved in so many different exciting areas with both your work as a lecturer but also as a researcher. Yes, that's true. (laughs) So I would probably start then, like I do with all our guests, would you like to give a bit of an overview of what your current roles are? Sure. I'm, as you said, I'm a senior lecturer in surveying and positioning, um, and I also have research interests in a broad area, uh, including drone uh, photogrammetry, remote sensing, and climate science. Um, I'm also a major convener for uh, Bachelor of Special Science Technology and Bachelor of Special Science Honours degrees. And that there's so many things that you are involved in from what you were just saying there. And I know from as I've got to know you at USQ, I keep seeing you popping up in different areas, which (laughs) is why I know that you do have quite a wide area that you can move around in with your areas of interest. So what I'd probably ask then is just looking at spatial science, but all the related areas that you're working in and researching in. What was it that influenced you? Uh, What made you decide that this is what you wanted to study in and build a career within? Uh, Well, okay, so since I was a kid, I liked maps, yeah. So that Mm -hmm. uh, was my initial interest to the spatial science and mapping career in a way. Um, And gradually I grew up and, you know, see more of the you know geography information system climate Mm. sciences and many of the people I've seen they look at surveying or special science as only in construction mining industry whereas if you uh, learn more about special science you you will see that we have a whole new world in front of us that we haven't explored yet you can Mm. use for example drones in many areas that's why you might see me hanging around in different area because I'm also a drone pilot uh, and I'm using my expertise in multidisciplinary area um, like from you know inspection of asset management to, you know, agriculture and space sciences. So there are different areas uh, that we can work in. (laughs) And that is what I love about the fact that you are moving in so many areas. And, And when I said about I've seen you 
popping up in different areas just around USQ. Uh, it was because I knew that you were in spatial science. And then um, we met when we were all hanging out with some of the guys in astrophysics. Yes. And <laughs> that's when the whole conversation came around with drones. And it made me stop and think about there is a lot of areas that you can go with that focus in spatial science. And the fact you mentioned uh, climate as well, climate modelling. And what I'd probably ask then is that industry sectors uh, that are needing skills in spatial science, and I know, as you mentioned, you've mentioned within the space science, uh, you mentioned agriculture as well, which I think is fantastic. And I can see where the skills would be used. But can you give a little bit of info about what you're seeing out there from your areas of work and research, some of the industry sectors that maybe would surprise people to know is that, oh, they're the skills that, you know, are in spatial science, this is where they can be used? Um, as I said, Jennifer, obviously, there are obvious ones that we all know. The top three, obviously, are mining, engineering mm. and construction that is uh, widely they're using surveys, um, and we all know about that. Yes. But there are some uncommon sector like agriculture, for example. Now we're using a lot of drone mapping for farmers nowadays. Mm. In fact, I was involved in one of the projects with industry partner that we were working on uh, creating a platform that farmers can use for you know monitoring their land and their crop health. There mm. lots, lots can be offered in that area. Also, we have like space science, as you said, um, like mm-hmm. uh, people like me uh, or, you know, student who graduating from spatial science can get a job in geospatial uh, science. For example, Geoscience Australia, mm-hmm. Australian Space Agency. And this is something um, no one can, you know, imagine. But uh, because we have a remote sensing skills which is uh, sitting with the satellite and uh, we can actually remotely sense objects. <laughs> yeah. um, that can be very useful for space science uh, research. And that, that's where I find it fascinating and also very exciting because, uh, as you said, it's like as the technology grows and with the space agency, the, the, the new one here in Australia, is that I've heard about all the different skills, you know, that they're needing and we do get a lot of students asking us about, you know, I want to get into the space industry. What should I be studying? And since I've met you and spoken to you about your work, it's a case of being able to say, well, look, you can do engineering or you can focus on science, but there's also spatial science. Exactly. Uh, and so there's all these different areas. And the fact you mentioned agriculture as well, being such a, a big focus here at USQ, for example, being able to tie in that spatial science is that that's a big part. Exactly, Jennifer. And um, like, as you said, I'm doing like climate science as a research. Mm. And, um, you know, part of that was like, if you know that now or you, if you have a knowledge about remote sensing mm. and satellite, um, that can be used as a tool. Yeah. And yes. then you can actually use it for observing the earth yeah so we call Mm. that area earth observation uh but is not limited to people who are doing earth observation climate sciences actually spatial scientists as well they can use their knowledge and Mm. uh we do a lot of you know um 
monitoring the, uh, you know the currents ocean climate cyclones so much exactly <laughs> there's so much offering that area although and as i said it is very exciting and what I'd probably uh, just bring in then is that knowing, as you do, that you can go across so many different industry sectors with your research and while you're teaching uh, students in these areas is being proactive and adaptable uh, is that in building opportunities in any of these industries, what are some of the things that either you've done or that you're encouraging students to do in looking for these opportunities is that where can you spot them and, and actually see that there's quite a wide uh, array of different jobs that you can move into? Thank you. That's a, such a good question. Um, I actually, when I started my career, I was like mm. many surveyors. I was a land surveyor. I was doing, working in construction site. And then I actually wanted to pursue my career as a uh, like in postgraduate. So I started learning mm. about the remote sensing and climate science. So that's part of being um, able to adopt and to change, to have an open mind, mm -hmm. especially in our field, um, special science. We have constantly, we have a new tools like drones, for yes. example, you know, yes. 10 years ago, no one knew about drones. Now everyone using drones, like I'm pretty sure you have one for your kids <laughs> at home or, you know, anyone now actually use it for fun as well mm -hmm. as, you know, as a, a real tool yes. for surveying and mapping perspective. So then I I was employed at USQ and I, I wasn't even into drones at the time. So I mm -hmm. started to learn more about drone and photogrammetry and, you know, moved to the uh, that area of research and started working with industry partners and trying to develop a very creative yeah. and innovative project. So what I want to say with telling my stories is if I wanted to stick with my surveying degree and say, look, I'm going to be a land surveyor forever, I would mm -hmm. have been here now with you where I am and uh, working on those exciting projects because part of that is like to be able to adopt Mm. And to be able to learn new things and to be able to have adjustment to your new environment, which is, um, I think, as a matter of the fact, is very, very important in our uh, area of, you know, special science. Definitely. And, and that's the thing, uh, Zara, is that what you're talking about is what we call career adaptability, is that you're being very open and curious about what's happening out there. And as you said, if you hadn't thought that, you know, I like the sound of this new technology called drones. Uh, I want to learn more about it. Uh, you, your networks have exploded um, with all these people exactly. that you've connected in with. And it, that's why it's fantastic that we have you on today because of the fact that you are keeping up to date with the technology and finding opportunities out there. And uh, I, I just think that uh, with all of the industries you've mentioned, it really shows how you've got to keep your eyes open to what's happening out there. Exactly, Jennifer. And I feel like part of that is to be able to uh, be in the community is very mm -hmm. important. Yeah. I really recommend to all the students, even who 
you, you might be also interested and you're not still enrolled in the program, it would mm -hmm. be good to actually be part, have a, a very good network, like in our area, like we have an institution, Sylvania, a special science institution that mm -hmm. our student can join. You know, being part of the community will help you, A, to learn new skills, to, you know, get the updates, get the news, um, and also talk to people, you know, yes. meet new people, get the mentor to help you to understand, you know, what uh, what is your strength, what area you can actually develop more. So I think that's all part of a big package that we need to think is not only I want to get into the surveying and become a mind surveyor. Yes, that's, mm. that can be fantastic, yeah, if you yes. grow in that industry. But you also need to always have the open mind about everything happening across you, you know, mm. as as a part of big environment, you know, uh, what's happening in industry, what's happening in educational side. And uh, always be vigilant uh, yes. about the new things that you haven't learned yet. <laughs> no, and that again, it's all about having that adaptability and just that flexibility. And what you mentioned there about uh, with building into communities and having mentors, and you mentioned one of the professional associations, is that that was one of the questions, uh, which I'm glad you've actually answered, which is the importance of those professional associations. I think it's really, really important. <laughs> Even for me, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a little bit advanced in my career and, you know, progressing, still learning <laughs> and still trying to adopt. But I feel like um, it's even more as important for our graduate or mm. young uh, profession, um, sorry, young professional to be able to connect to industry and to like I'm still talking to industry partners and I feel like they're doing fascinating stuff that we're not aware of. We still have to have that connection with them to yes. be able to yep. teach the updated, you know, mm -hmm. technology and method that our student needs to be able to graduate and mm. be work ready. Um, so I feel having that network of people, um, network of support, obviously, we are supporting our student as a, you know, educator and teachers. That's obviously very good. Yes. But I always ask my student to go and get a mentor from industry. Uh, it can be their, you know, uh, supervisor. It can be joining one of those professional bodies mm -hmm. uh, that yeah. can help them to meet new people, even meet new graduates uh, that can expand their knowledge, um, their yeah. network. And I've got lots of benefits out of that, to be honest. I'm still in touch with our, my mentors <laughs> from, mm -hmm. uh, from when I was a student, you know, my teachers. I still feel like um, I... Um, in constant learning environment and it's very important that everyone see themselves in that environment and don't ever feel like I know everything because no one in the world is yes. you, you can yes. you cannot find anyone that knows everything I am so glad you said that Zara because I think that's the biggest thing is that not putting that pressure on you to think that I have to get to that point where exactly. I understand everything is that it's ongoing uh, there's that lifelong learning and the fact you mentioned mentors, um, definitely that was something I was going to ask. Do you believe in, you know, the power of having mentors? But as you said, that has been a big part um, and you've stayed connected um, with those that um, taught you and opened up doors for you. And um, you're replicating that now with your students. <laughs> yes. uh, and 
What I'd probably uh, just mentioned uh, as well with all of this is that with students, when you're talking to them about what's out there in the industry, and as you've mentioned, is that it is about being aware of what's happening out there and the different industries that are there. If you had a student who was very unsure about approaching anybody, uh, what would be something that you would um, suggest as a mentor to them, as, as, a, um, as a lecturer or a supervisor? What would be something that you would say, this is what you can do to start with just to connect in with someone? Um, actually, that's a very good question because we do have pe people that are, you know, um, are perhaps shy or mm -hmm. a little bit um, inexperienced on how to approach um, and get a mentor to begin mm -hmm. with. Um, actually, one of our professional body uh, in surveying, they created a program uh, that is uh, you can actually apply as a mentee to, and they assign oh, you a mentor. And that would be my first suggestion. If someone approaching me and say, look, I want to get a mentor, it's like sign up for that program because mm -hmm. those program is a is very random. You know, you're not going to nominate your mentor. <laughs> They're yeah. going to find you a mentor based on, you know, whoever volunteered to be mentoring that program. I've been in that program myself and uh, I happened to mentor one of our students. But anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good experience because I get to know him well because um, our in, in USQ, we have an online learning environment, which uh, sometimes is hard for us to get to know our student very well. And that mentorship program gave me opportunity to uh, help one of our students one-to-one -one, one -one session. Um, I feel like that would be my first thing, uh, which is, again, going back to your previous question of yeah. being part of professional body, you know, because that way they can, you know, start knowing people yeah. sometimes it's not you approaching them some of it happened to me that people approach me and say look do you need help you know that's yes. a good question and then um you get you get a good mentor <laughs> and i think that's a very good point you mentioned about if you make it aware to others that you're interested so join a professional yes um, body uh to just let people know how keen you are and the areas you're interesting in, uh, interested in. As you said, people will also approach you because they know what you're looking for. Uh, and I think just everything that you've mentioned about keeping your eyes open to what's happening out there, uh, to let people know what you're interested in and connect in with those communities like professional industries. But also, as you've done, is that, as I said earlier, I've met you via astrophysics, <laughs> yes. uh, but then found out where all the connections were because I was scratching my head working out, okay, how are you connected in here? <laughs> but as it came back to that drone technology was one of the reasons, but uh, a lot of other areas with all the modeling and all the skills that you've got. So really just to finish off, uh, Finally, what would be your final words or advice to anyone who has a career plan? So it doesn't even have to be in spatial science or um, any of that, but who is planning their career, but they're not sure about where, where to start building opportunities. And I know we've mentioned about, you know, how do you connect in with someone? But just as an overview of what we've spoken about, 
what would be the things you would say to a student? Is that right? This is what I suggest you do to get a better idea about why you're studying this and where you want, where you can go with it. Uh, again, one of the good questions, Jennifer. <laughs> I feel um, like luckily in a special science, we have a very high employability rate. Yes. So eighty percent of our students are actually working in mm -hmm. the industry, yep. which is a very good, you know. Um, start from my point of view um, if my student coming and say look I want to really get a feeling of about a special science uh, career path and how it feels mm -hmm. like my advice is um, they in you know they get in touch with industry and trying to go for internship or you know maybe uh, not necessarily paid maybe a few months getting um, you know working there as mm -hmm. a as a junior person or uh, intern, uh, that helped them to actually see what it feels like in real world, you know, especially in surveying is very broad area, you know, yes. uh, you can yeah. you can work in a cadastral land um, surveying, you can actually go to mining, which is totally different environment, construction is really different. Mm -hmm. And then as like me, you can be in drone world. Yeah, yes. Uh, <laughs> so I've been actually, um, I don't know how much um, longer I can talk <laughs> but I've actually had a experience with one of her students approached me and she was actually working in surveying and uh, she mentioned that she doesn't enjoy the field surveying at a time but she really likes drone yeah so I mm. actually introduced her to one of the industry partner I knew and then she ended up working um, as a drone pilot for a while and drone mapping and then she now loves it and that's she, it, it changed her view of surveying so she kind of felt like oh, fantastic. okay yeah, yeah i might i might not like it underground but i like it under air <laughs> so is yeah. is kind of i feel like it's very important for them to work um you know or get in touch with industry and trying to be connected uh, oh well what i can say zara is that just that uh story that you provided about that student that actually is perfect as covering everything that we've been talking about today <laughs> yeah. is it's about showing what you're interested in. And as you said, from spatial science, as with that student, is that they were studying it, but by broadening their horizon, and that was through a mentor such as yeah. yourself, you know, someone going, let's connect in uh, with somebody who can show you where you can use these skills and you've now converted another drone pilot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I think this has been fantastic. So it really is about uh, understanding your skills, understanding that you will never stop learning and that you have to keep an eye on what's happening out in industry, connect in with your professional associations, uh, get connected in with people who are keen to mentor uh, and they will actually connect you in with opportunities. But I think, if anything, what has really come through is you said, don't stop learning. Yes, yes. that would be my final <laughs> word to anyone. <laughs> and I, that's, it's so powerful, just that, because that's the big reminder. Uh, so what I would say is thank you so much for joining us today on the Career Insights Show, um, Zara. And so a big thank you, a huge thank you to Dr. Zara Garinid uh, for joining us and generously sharing your insights. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me.
Career Insights is brought to you by the University of Southern Queensland Careers and Employability Team and is produced by USQ Creative Arts student Byron Quayle.